we need entertainment that is uplifting and reminds us to, about love and kindness. The movie would have been dead. So that was really actually my miracle on Christmas that we finished that thing on time. Fireproof, kind of similar to Miracle on Christmas, we find a married couple who's kind of in the midst of a trial. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Run the Race podcast. We appreciate you uh, joining us. I know it's a busy time with the holiday season and trying to spend time with family or, or not because of social distancing, the coronavirus pandemic. I hope and pray that you and your loved ones are safe right now. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. You may be listening to this uh, right before or on Black Friday or um, sometime maybe in late November, early December. But either way, appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to listen to any of the previous 45, 46 episodes of Run the Race where we talk about fitness and faith, you can go to WTVM.com slash podcast. And I'd love for you to write a review. If you're if you're listening on Apple, go to the bottom of the page there. And sometimes not easy to find, but love for you to give us a review. And so we can uh, uh, keep uh, uh, giving you some uh, great, extraordinary stories from folks. And we're on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. So uh, going strong, more than a year now. And uh, we have some great guests, a, uh, a double feature for you on uh, this episode of the podcast. I'm going to tell you about our guests that just made a new movie uh, just in time for for the holidays in just a few minutes. You know what I think? I think he's not human. Definitely not a regular guy. See what you got, huh, Harry? We're talking superhuman strength. Tell me about yourself. You're from out of town, right? I have been sent. But I first wanted to tell you uh, about something that I feel pretty proud of that I've achieved that never thought it was something I was going to try to do, uh, physically at least. And uh, it is a run streak. And what that means is you have to run at least a mile every day, and that's part of the streak. And um, so uh, for me, I, you know, I, I do run a lot. I used to run just about four or five days a week during training, but now it's every day. And now I have hit 205 days, so I'm, I'm proud of that. My wife asked me the other night, uh, how, how much longer, uh, how many days are you going to do the streak? And I said, well, I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, uh, 500, 1,000, uh, who knows. Uh, as long as I'm healthy and able to do that, um, you know, God has uh, blessed me with this. So uh, I might as well, uh, you know, uh, use my body for good and, and try to try to stay healthy, right? And also I'm about a couple weeks away from um, during my marathon training, uh, training for a marathon in Mississippi, the Gulf Coast Marathon, if COVID does not cancel it. So we'll we'll see how that goes. And uh, two other people that um, uh, I know uh, you have put in a lot of hard work day after day as well are a guest for this podcast. And that reminds me that, uh, you know, the theme this month for the Run the Race podcast is thankful, just in time for Thanksgiving, obviously. And uh, our guest earlier this month, a, a soldier that was walking across the, had walked across the nation, uh, raising awareness for veterans' issues. So the thankful themes for that one was our military a body endurance in the USA. And then I had uh, this last week, I had a great guest on, a local comedian and cancer survivor. Uh, so the, the focus there was laughter and being thankful for God and for our health. Well, for this episode, um, I want to share with you that I'm thankful for family and movies and miracles because the guests that uh, 
are on this podcast that I just talked to recently. I uh, just made a movie called Miracle on Christmas, which you can watch for free right now on Amazon Prime. But they, it'd be great for you to buy it as a gift for someone, too, on Amazon or Walmart or any place like that. So my guess, it's, uh, again, a double feature. Uh, one is Erin Bathia. She's an actress, and you may know her from uh, her uh, first major role was in Fireproof. She was the, the main lead actress playing Catherine Holt, opposite veteran actor Kirk Cameron. You remember him from Growing Pains back in the day. That was the number one independent film of 2008, made by the Kendrick Brothers uh, in uh, Albany, Georgia. And Erin is actually, she was born and raised in South Georgia, in Albany, went to the University of Mobile. Uh, she worked uh, at first trying to get into live theater. She worked for eight years as a performer for Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. In fact, uh, our interview via Zoom with her and her director, she is at Disney World with some friends and family there. So you'll see her, uh, you'll, you'll hear her talk about a little little bit of that excitement there. She's appeared in nearly a dozen films, including the Emmy-nominated The Heart of Christmas. And I'm also talking to the writer and director and creator of Miracle on Christmas, Thomas Bonifield. This is his very first movie, because he's a former TV journalist who's worked for ABC News, NBC, Fox News Channel. He was the Moscow bureau chief and deputy foreign editor, working for almost two decades overseas, covering conflicts in Bosnia, Afghanistan, Iraq, and interviewing presidents overseas. And uh, you know, he, he's uh, talked about in, the, in this movie. They're talking about the age-old dilemma for Christians: Does trouble bring us closer to God? or push us away. So uh, the timing is great for this movie to come out in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic, and and, uh, we all need something uplifting, something giving us hope. To strengthen you in your season of doubt. Mom doesn't go to church anymore. Are you angry at God? Do not lose hope. And he's talking in this movie about love and fidelity and marriage and forgiveness, reconciliation, redemption. And he, he wrote to me um, in terms of his, his description of why he left TV news, which is what I'm in now as my business, to now make movies and specifically faith-based movies. And Thomas Bonifield says, I believe God called me to the movie business to make faith-based films. So after a 25-year career, I left journalism and funded Miracle on Christmas almost entirely by myself. And uh, it was all an act of trusting him. So this is his debut filmmaking. And I saw it recently, and, and it was a great movie. Uh, not cheesy and and, uh, and not maybe what you would perceive as a faith-based movie, but Miracle on Christmas, go check it out. And uh, check out my conversation with Aaron and Thomas. I'd like to welcome to the podcast Thomas Bonifield and Aaron Bathia, the writer, director, and lead actress for a new movie, Miracle on Christmas. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, so uh, I know, uh, Thomas, you are in Arizona, and uh, Aaron, you are at Disney World in Orlando, uh, all masked up and enjoying uh, the amusement park, right? Yes. Well, um, pre-holiday craziness getaway. 
Yeah, and, and speaking of uh, holidays, uh, we've got, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, I mean, just right here, right now, when people are listening to this podcast, uh, but uh, you guys have a new movie out called Miracle on Christmas, and uh, it's available, people can buy it you know, on Amazon and Walmart, and they can watch it for free right now on Amazon Prime. So uh, first of all, um, you guys, uh, whoever wants to tee it up, you know, tell me about the movie and, and uh, what it's all about, because folks, you know, hear Miracle on Christmas, they may see the poster, it looks kind of like maybe a Hallmark movie. So tell me about what it's all about. Sure, Jason, I'll start. It uh, does indeed look similar to uh, the fair you'll find at Christmas time on the Hallmark channels and on Lifetime. But ours is a distinctly faith-based movie. Um, and Erin plays the lead role and her character is a woman of faith who's struggling with her faith because she's had loss in the family and some uh, is enduring some trials. And really the, the thrust of the movie is Kind of the age-old dilemma dilemma for believers is what happens when you face trouble in life? Does it draw you closer to God or push you away from it? And it's an uplifting, hope-inspiring movie because there's a uh, surprise visitor who shows up on Christmas Day that kind of reorients her focus and the focus of the extended family who've come over for Christmas Day on the reason for the season, which of course is the birth of Christ and the reason that we have hope irrespective of our circumstances as believers. Absolutely. And, and Aaron, you know, uh, I know we, uh, a lot of folks may know you from Fireproof. You've been in a bunch of other movies. Uh, but what was it like being a part of this? I, I had a chance to watch it recently. I know there was, for you, there's a lot of, of tears shed, a lot of uh, roller coaster of emotions for your character in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, it was definitely, you know, a, a challenging film from, from the perspective of there are a lot of like high highs and low lows in the film, but luckily, you know, we had a great script to work off of. We had a great director to help us out and, and a great cast, um, just tremendous actors in this movie all the way around. So, um, when that's happening and there's just all this like cohesiveness between everybody and you feel like everybody's all on the same team, it really does make your job a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and Aaron, you know, for, for you, um, obviously you've made, um, quite a few faith-based movies. Um, you know, what do you think about, you know, faith on the big screen or the little screen, uh, especially in, in the times we're living in these days? Um, if that's something that people are more drawn to nowadays or, or uh, something that is important for you to do, uh, as part of your career? Certainly right now we need entertainment that is uplifting and, reminds us to about love and kindness and hope and all that kind of stuff maybe this year more than <laughs> more than in years past um but yeah i mean for me personally as an actress i'm always looking for stories um that kind of go beyond entertainment that have a, a message and a takeaway um whether it's challenging or inspiring or whatever that may be Absolutely. Thank you so much, Aaron. And I know that we have some technical issues sometimes because you're at Disney World, the, the happiest place on earth, even in the midst of, of a pandemic. And uh, Thomas, I understand this is, um, you know, your first uh, movie, uh, first time uh, making one of these, and uh, you were able to finance it yourself. And, and uh, just kind of taking us back a little bit, you're a former TV journalist, which is, you know, uh, my job that I've been doing for a couple of decades. And so how, uh, how in the world do you go from uh, interviewing uh, you know, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, Vladimir Putin, the Pope, to now making movies, right? This is actually, the, it, this is my maiden voyage as a filmmaker. This is the eighth screenplay I've written, but the first one that has been made into a movie and I actually directed it. But really echoing the point that Aaron made earlier about having a great team, that, that made it what it really is. I certainly couldn't have done this thing without the pros like Aaron, 
Jason Berkey, who was her counterpart on screen in the, the male lead role, and the, the team behind the camera that was put together largely by my producer, Kevin Otto, uh, who's directed probably 10 or 12 movies, including one or two with Aaron in it, I do believe. Uh, and he was, is an absolute pro and put together a fantastic team. And interestingly, the way I came across him uh, is kind of tied to my journalistic background because I, I left the journalism world about three years ago when I decided to really try to do this seriously, this filmmaking. And I have a website that I do just for fun, keeping track of what's going on in the Christian filmmaking genre. It's called Christian Film Blog. And I wrote an article for that website about a movie that Kevin was involved in in Indiana starring um, Michael W. Smith, the contemporary Christian musician. And the man who was making it is a man named Ben Graham, who's a pastor of Music City Baptist Church outside Nashville. And his grandfather was first cousins with the late Reverend Billy Graham. So we've got some serious faith lineage in this movie of ours. And uh, Ben put me together with Kevin and Kevin put the rest of the team together. And I, I just can't say enough nice things about all of them. Uh, that, you know, it's a family dynamic in this movie. And Aaron alluded to it earlier. I think, you know, you almost would think some of those people in that cast were related the way they got along. For sure. And, and, and Thomas, you know, um, uh, you know, people think about, you know, movies and making movies nowadays, and it's almost an impossible thing because of the pandemic and social distancing and, and not wanting to spread the virus and keep everybody safe. But you guys were, I guess, fortunate enough to, to wrap um, shooting of the movie uh, back in, uh, I guess, late winter, early spring in Michigan uh, before the pandemic really hit hard. Tell me about that, because, I mean, I, I guess it was just uh, um, uh, not, it wasn't just luck, I guess, in this case. No, it definitely was not luck. I mean, I'm a devout believer and I know in my heart of hearts, it was the hand of God. We finished the last, the first week of March, uh, which was right before it really, the pandemic started to kick in and close things down. Uh, and it's a good thing we did because I simply wouldn't have the financial wherewithal to be halfway done and send everyone home and try to pull them back together, you know, three, four, five, six months later, the movie would have been dead. So that was really actually my miracle on Christmas that we finished that thing on time. Otherwise, the movie wouldn't be. <laughs> and, and Aaron, you know, I know for, for you, um, you know, uh, with Fireproof and a lot of other movies you've been in, um, you know, marriage is obviously at the center point of you know, that movie and the movie you're in, uh, you know, uh, Miracle on Christmas. Tell me about the importance of, you know, those relationships between husband and wife and, and how faith um, you know, on, on the big screen in real life, you know, plays a role in that. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I play wives a lot. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's great to see movies. Um, I mean, whether it's, you know, in Fireproof, kind of similar to Miracle on Christmas, we find a married couple who's kind of in the midst of a trial. They're not at their happiest healthiest in, in life um but i think in this one particularly in miracle on christmas um what i love about kind of the relationship um in that marriage is you know when mary is sort of at a low her husband steps in and picks her up and when he's at a low she steps in and i think uh, that's one of the really beautiful things about this story is just how this husband and wife are kind of there for each other and they love each other and they support each other 
even in the midst of difficult circumstances. And I think it's nice to see a marriage like that on screen, that it's not perfect and it's not squeaky clean and they don't always say the right thing or romance each other perfectly, but that they're best friends and they're there for each other and they support each other. And not to give anything away about the movie, Aaron, and, and or be a, have a spoiler, but uh, as Thomas was talking about earlier, you have an unexpected Christmas visitor, and people can see that on the trailer. Um, do you think that you know, um, in times like these with the pandemic and and you know the, the divisiveness we have in America, do you think that people are looking for that inspiration, that hope, the fact that there can be people that come into our lives that can be. Um, you know, just uh, kind of, you know, represent God um, and really speak into our lives like maybe like it is in this movie. You know, I think one of the one of the cool things about this movie, and it kind of goes along with one of the things that this year has taught us, is that when we kind of keep our eyes open and keep our hearts open, that's that's when possibilities can come to us. You know, the, the unexpected visitor who comes to see us for Christmas wouldn't have come to our house and the wonderful things that happen as a result of that visit wouldn't have happened had our characters not noticed him, not had their eyes open and their ears open and been present and taken advantage of the opportunity to do something kind for someone. And I think, you know, this year has been such an incredible reminder of you know, not looking inward to ourselves all the time, but looking outward at those around us and and sort of taking opportunities as they come or offering a little hand of kindness, um, even when it's maybe inconvenient for us because that's where blessings come in and that's where opportunities for growth come in. And boy, has this been a year where we've needed to look at others and and have some kindness, you know. Yeah, well said. I mean, and, and any kind of inspiration, you can gather their family around at Thanksgiving and Christmas, watch a movie like this. And, and Thomas, you know, speaking of this movie, you know, uh, we were talking earlier about, you know, faith-based films. And, and uh, you know, this is your first, obviously, movie that you've made and maybe, you know, hopefully more and more to come. But um, do you think that there, sometimes there's a perception out there about faith-based films or, or Christian filmmakers that, oh, this is not as a quality a movie or this is going to be cheesy or something like that. I mean, what do you say to folks that like, you know, maybe uh, they don't want to go see a movie because it is, you know, considered, quote, faith-based? Sure. Well, I would encourage them to give this one a chance. Uh, I think that there is that reputation out there that the level of quality may not be up to snuff typically or that they're cheesy, quote unquote. But I, I feel, and this isn't just my me patting myself on the back, I feel like we got this right. I think the level of quality is where it needs to be. And I don't think this is a cheesy story. There are a lot of things in here that you may think you, ah, I know where this is going and you're not going to be right. It's not going to go where you think it's going to go. And I think one thing that really was important to me, in addition to having a hope inspiring gospel centered message about the reason we celebrate Christmas is that this be something that was a little more reality based. I think, you know, the, the sort of standard Christmas movie genre now is there's a lot of fantasy built into it with princes and palaces and things like that. And while those movies are well done, they really don't touch people in a realistic way. And I think this one has a lot in it that people will be able to relate to. In fact, I'm sure of that because we've already, it's been out for a little while now and we're getting feedback from viewers uh, and moviegoers. And, and that's exactly what they're telling us uh, that they, they like the, reality-based nature of the movie uh, and the fact that um, even though things may not seem good or where you want them to be, there's a reason for hope as we move into the Christmas season. And this is a reminder of that.
Yeah, we definitely need to hold on to hope. And, you know, and we were talking about your career earlier. Um, you've worked, you told me you work for ABC News, Fox News Channel, NBC News. So um, I guess the, the question is, uh, why leave the business? You know, you had a successful career for you know, more than two decades. And, and did you learn anything, you know, um, along the way as a journalist uh, doing, covering wars and other conflicts and different things that maybe will translate to the movie industry now? The, the reason I left, um, the last job I had, I was based in Istanbul, Turkey for about nine years, and I was running a news agency. I was the CEO of that company. Uh, and toward the end of that time, while it was a really great job and probably the best I had in terms of being the most fun, actually, I started to miss the writing. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, how could I get back to writing? And I didn't really want to get back into conflict journalism, uh, potentially. And I felt like I'd, I'd had a fantastic career. God really blessed me. And I didn't think I could top it, frankly. So you know, the long and short of it is I finally settled on screenwriting since both TV news writing and screenwriting for movies are visual storytelling. I felt like, you know, if I put in the time and really worked at it, I could, I could write at the requisite level. Um, so that was how I came to do the movie making. You know, to the other question about my background, I think really, you know, my life experience after a 20, well, between 25 and 30 year career as a journalist it absolutely is something that I brought to bear in this, this storytelling, even even my own personal experience, which largely was kind of the reservoir from which I drew for this story, because my wife and I went through a very difficult year uh, toward the end of our time in Istanbul, where her father died. She had a really serious health scare. And that job I told you about that I held for eight years came to a very sudden and unexpected end when there was a management change in the holding company uh, that owned the news agency. Uh, so it was a traumatic time, but through it all, we had a real sense of peace, uh, which was odd, frankly, because of the level of uh, difficulties we were dealing with. Uh, and my wife and I both realized if some a few months after the job situation, which was the last of those three episodes, that we'd had this sense of peace. And it clearly wasn't something we were trying to achieve. It was a divinely inspired thing. And that really was the catalyst for this particular story. And I think knowing that as you watch the story, you can see some of those hallmarks uh, in the narrative. Uh oh, we lost her again. <laughs> she, she, she jumped on a ride. Uh, she jumped on a ride at That's Disney it. World. <laughs> Space Mountain. <laughs> well, I'll continue with you, Thomas. So, um, so tell me about, um, you know, with, with the, with the storyline and uh, going, you know, these characters going through a difficult stretch. Um, do you think that it's, it's more about um, kind of the, the family unit or more about the faith and, and church aspect of it, or maybe a little bit of both in terms of this movie? Well, in, in this movie in particular, it is absolutely both. I mean, the foundation, of course, is the faith. If you're not standing on a firm foundation of faith, I think you're headed for a real, pardon the pun with Aaron being a Disney World, a roller coaster ride. Uh, so they have that. But I think, you know, her character, the Mary character, who's struggling the most with the difficulties in the family and the trials they're facing, She's wavering, as we all can do at various points in time. And that's where the family comes in and this surprise visitor to kind of reorient her. And I think that's why it's important that we have a strong family structure or structure of friends around us who can support us in times of difficulty. Because life it is, as particularly for believers, I think, which is what the context in which this is framed, you know, it's a series of peaks and valleys. And sometimes the valleys are deep and the journey down to the valley floor is long. And we need to have support at those times. And that was really what I wanted to illustrate in this family dynamic, which doesn't mean it's always perfect. It isn't, as you'll see here, 
in this movie, but it ultimately can really help to reorient us. And that's what I think you see with her character in this movie. And hopefully it's something that a lot of families can relate to because the holiday season can be very uh, stressful. So, uh, and, and, and Thomas, um, you know, you've got uh, your two, uh, your lead actress and lead actor in this movie, Aaron, we've been talking to, and Jason Berkey, both, um, she's from Albany, Georgia, and he's from Atlanta. So uh, tell me about the Georgia connections here because it's, you're in Arizona, this was shot in Michigan, but now you have your two uh, lead, you know, roles in the movie by people in Georgia, right? Yeah, what a powerhouse state you've got there for filmmaking uh, in general, but in the Christian space in particular. Both Aaron, Aaron, of course, I believe is born and bred there in, in the Albany region of Georgia, and Jason's a transplant to the Atlanta area, and of course there's a very dynamic film community there, as I'm sure you know better than I do, uh, both in the faith-based space and, and in the non-faith. Tyler Perry's got a, a massive studio facility there now, so your state is really turning out some serious talent there. And the Kendrick brothers, of course, are from Albany as well, which is where Aaron got her start together with them. Uh, so it's got a lot to offer. And I tell you, they really, you'll see in this movie, those two, Aaron Bethay and Jason Berkey, really turning outstanding performances uh, and, and largely in many ways carry much of the movie. Um, and interestingly, my producer, Kevin Otto, who uh, is from LA, but lives in Cincinnati now, he had worked with the two of them on a previous movie in which they were also husband and wife. So he helped bring them on board for our movie. And they've got a really fantastic dynamic in that role, though they're, of course, just friends and married to other people. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, so and, and I know that you had this this long career in, uh, in journalism. So uh, what are your hopes for or what, what's next in terms of uh, faith based movies or the movie industry for, for you? Yeah, well, I really hope to make a second career of this, um, and I'm actually deep into a, a, the script of a sequel to Miracle on Christmas. We'll see what happens with it, of course. As a, a financier of Christian movies once said to me, it's called the movie business, not the movie party. So you've got to get that business part right, or it's going to be a short run. So we'll see how this thing does financially, and uh, can find investors to help make a second one, but that's my aim and that's what I'm pushing for. Um, obviously, you know, you guys aren't hearing Aaron now because I think she uh, lost reception or she got on uh, Space Mountain or some other ride at Disney World enjoying time with her friends and family there. So, <laughs> um, but uh, Thomas, um, you know, tell me about where folks can find this movie um, because, you know, maybe looking for some something inter entertaining that they can watch with the whole family because sometimes there's a lot of movies that, that maybe their kids can't watch. Watch. Right. Yeah. It's available right now on Amazon in all sorts of different ways. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can watch it for free. Um, it's also available in digital formats, both on demand, meaning you can rent it or for purchase. And the disc, the DVD is also available at Walmart stores nationwide. So if you want to find it, it is out there. And what I would say to our friends with Amazon Prime, watch it for free. But if you like it, recommend it, maybe give it as a stocking stuffer or two. Yes, yes, because I mean, because you, you gotta you gotta make money so you can make a future movie, right? <laughs> exactly. They want to see what happens to Mary, and Mary's pregnant. What about that baby? What happens to James, her husband? All sorts of things to find out about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well thanks so much, uh, Thomas uh, Bonifield and and Aaron Bathia uh, at Disney World right now. I appreciate you guys taking some time out of your uh, uh, kind of Thanksgiving week break and and talking to us and and looking forward to uh, uh, hopefully a lot of folks uh, watching it and seeing this uh, movie Miracle on Christmas.
enjoyed talking to both of them on Zoom and hope you're able to go check out their movie Miracle on Christmas because, you know, we all need a miracle these days. And uh, whether it be, you know, because of the pandemic or or just things we're going through and stress and the holiday season and and uh, again, uh, something you can you know get get with your family and do around Thanksgiving after you eat all that food, you'll you'll uh, want to sit around on the couch or recliner and find something to watch on TV, uh, whether it be football or a TV show or maybe a movie like this. And speaking of that, uh, movies and uh, is kind of the theme of our food for thought and our final segments of this Run the Race podcast. start off on the uh, fitness side of things since we talked about the miracle on christmas movie i thought i'd look to see about what are some of the uh, best sports and fitness movies of all times and this is uh, according to rotten tomatoes this is an article from screen rant and i'm just going to pick out you know a few of these i'm not going to give you all 10 according to the list on number nine on their list is field of dreams from 1989 one of my probably top 10 movies of all times uh, coming from the 1980s with kevin costner playing a a farmer named Ray, and uh, of course you got that Iowa cornfield out there. So, so that that's a great one. Number eight is Hoosiers, another one from the 1980s, and this was from '86. Uh, tells the story of a basketball team instead of a baseball one, like Field of Dreams. This one's actually was loosely based on the success of the 1954 Indiana Milan High School team. And uh, some uh, some some great inspiration there with that one as well. Number five, and I haven't seen this one yet, but I need to. I saw the original, but this is Creed Two, the sequel that came out just two years ago in 2018. Uh, it is a sports drama that continues the Rocky film series. You have a Adonis Jordan, uh, Don, <laughs> Adonis Jordan, Michael B. Jordan playing Adonis Johnson, taking on the son of boxer Ivan Drago, who's known for killing his father. Uh, Adonis Creed in a match uh, years ago. And number two on the Rotten Tomatoes list of top 10 best sports and fitness movies of all time, The Fighter. And Mark Wahlberg uh, plays Mickey Ward, a biographical sports drama. And I uh, got some great actors in there and uh, kind of a, a really a family drama about Mickey uh, finding a way to uh, climb the ladder of boxing on his own. And then number one on their list, and this comes back to 1976, the year your podcast host was born, uh, Rocky is number one on their list of best sports film of all time. The original uh, by Sylvester Stallone, written, directed, and he's the main actor in it too, the rags to riches drama about Rocky Balboa. And uh, so it, that, that's a, a classic. Uh, hopefully you had the chance to watch some of those movies. And on the uh, faith side of things for Food for Thought today, and uh, there's an actor uh, in, in this article about uh, from Celebrity Insider, Mahershala Ali says he refused to do explicit scenes in movies because of his faith. So he's an Academy Award winner. He uh, accepted a role back in 2008 in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And he says he took the role on one condition and that he wouldn't have to have a sex scene with Taraji P. Henson. So uh, Ali, if you didn't know it, converted to Islam while he was getting a master's degree um, at New York University. He told his agent he was refusing to do any scenes where premarital sex was being imitated or even simulated. And there was a scene where he and Taraji kiss, but the camera slowly moves away from them. Uh, whatever intentions of Fincher, the direct, director David Fincher had for that, uh, Ali, uh, you know, fulfilled. They fulfilled his, the promise to Ali to not have uh, any explicit scenes 
in the movie he did. And our, our parting gift for today uh, comes from the Bible. Uh, you know, I've been reading, trying to read it through, the, you know, the whole Bible in about six months. And so I've got about uh, two or three months to go on that, almost through the Old Testament. But one of the, the verses I found recently I thought I'd share with you was, was uh, simple, but really uh, to the point and, and, and amazing. Uh, it's Romans 12.2. It says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So again, uh, the world can eat us up a lot of times, and we feel that way. But uh, renew your mind through God, and uh, it, will, it will transform you and uh, make you maybe not of this world, even though we are in this world. Uh, closing now in prayer, dear God, uh, thank you for the opportunity to do this podcast. We are just so thankful for, to you, for our family, for our health. And uh, so much to be thankful and grateful for in this holiday season that we can look to you and look to hope and uh, to be be positive and uh, surround our family in whatever way is safe to do so. And um, and God, that just to give us wisdom of knowing what to do uh, with or without our family during this holiday season, during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, God, just to help us to come together uh, in whatever way uh, you want us to and uh, that we look to you for all that we need, um, not just through holiday shopping or anything like that, but, but God, for, for, for just our, our, our real needs in life. your name we pray. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us for this uh, Run the Race episode. We are nearing episode 50. And um, again, we've been at it for more than a year now. And uh, love to hear your feedback. You can send that anytime to Dennis at WTVM.com. And we're going to have some great inspiring guests related to fitness and faith in the coming weeks and months as we enter uh, 2021. We're going to be all happy to turn the page on the calendar for that for sure. So I hope you guys had or have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll see you next time.